Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Now, today we're talking about somebody who's doing amazing things in our community. His name is Joshua Rosales with Breakthrough Nashville. Welcome, first of all. Thank you, Anna Marie, for having me back. <laughs> Sometimes we do Focus interviews that we can re-air because it's basic information. It's like this is this and this is that and this happens. But then your world has changed so much and you've changed the community so much with what you do. We completely have to do an update. So tell people, if you will, what Breakthrough Nashville is, first of all. So Breakthrough Nashville is a nonprofit organization, 501c3, that uh, works in conjunction with uh, our local church, Iglesia Cristiana Discipulos of Cristo in Nashville. And so we both come together and we provide services to the community based in Antioch. Um, but uh, we're providing services to young people, mentorship programs, providing food, clothing. I mean, you name it. If we don't have it, we know a nonprofit or have a connection that can help. Uh, so we point the resource. We think of ourselves as like the, uh, uh, we pr- we're like the, the bridge. We want to be a bridge that we can connect resources to the community and those individuals that need help. I think that is often what happens. People need help and they don't have any idea where to start. Exactly. And so they can come to that church to start with. That's where it's kind of started as the church doing Mm -hmm. an outreach in the community. However, it's grown quite a bit just since we spoke last. Yeah, it's it's day and night. So so what's going on now? What the biggest thing is the biggest part of it, the become the food drive. So it's just, yeah, the food drive, the food, food distribution. The so, food distribution, mm-hmm. yeah. Working with the USDA, partnering with them. Uh, we started with one truck there at 299 Haywood Lane. Every Saturday at 730, we have a semi-truck pull up. And we have the opportunity to distribute food boxes that are already prepackaged. So within these boxes, you have like a, a gallon of 2% milk, eggs, milk, cheese, uh, hot dogs. Uh, you have cottage cheese, yogurt some type of meat. So, I mean, it's, it's, it comes in a refrigerated truck. And so we get about 1400 boxes and we're able to, to put boxes in these families trunks and it's just grown to not just one truck, but now we're distributing about 35,000 boxes a week. We have about, yeah, we have about, uh, so five drops per day. Uh, so you're looking at six days a week, so like 35 drops, 35 drops all over the state. And so it's gone from Nashville to Clarksville. We're on Fort Campbell, uh, Lafayette, Tennessee, Lexington, Tennessee, Churchill, Tennessee, uh, um, Gallatin, Hendersonville, Vol State, Tennessee Tech, uh, there's a college out in Morristown, um, Sneedville. I mean, you name it. Like, we're, I think we're in 27 or 28 counties in Tennessee, and it's just been a phenomenal um, program. The stories, the testimonies, it, it will bring tears of joy. Uh, it will bring just tears of sadness because of families that we hear of that are going without, children that are going without food, and they're they get the boxes and the kids just start opening the boxes right then and there, start eating the apples and, and the potatoes and stuff that are in there because they haven't eaten uh, older people that are eating cat food and dog food that, you know, they, that's just in these rural communities. They just don't have food in these trucks that are coming in every week that are bringing fresh produce that, you know, I mean, where, where do you have to go every week? You, you can come and get free food. You don't have to qualify income wise and you get a whole box of, apples and and carrots and celery and milk like it's it's amazing and so it's uh really it's been a positive impact not just for middle tennessee but like i said across tennessee and across the united states and uh we are 
you know, we're continuing to push uh, and advocate with the USDA to continue the program. And we just have some really great partners. We got state and local uh, officials. We have, you know, state politicians that are on board now with us. And we are just. What does that mean that they're on board? How how does that help? So they know, they know what we're doing. They um, are supporting us in every way that they can. And it's really opened the door for us uh, as a nonprofit to really connect with a lot of nonprofit community and faith-based leaders across the state and seeing the need and talking with each of these uh, leaders uh, and getting them set up for a distribution in, in their community, really finding out like what they do, who they are, um, um, what are they doing in the community. And then now it's really pushed us to have a workshop once a month. And we had our first one that was the last Thursday of um, last month. And we have uh, a workshop coming up the last Thursday of this month. And so I've, I've met uh, some amazing nonprofit uh, lawyers and some other key nonprofit um, specialists that are, are professionals in what they do. And so we're, we put these workshops together every month to go over. If, if you want, if you're thinking about starting a nonprofit, mm-hmm. we got information about that. If you uh, have a nonprofit and just not getting traction, figuring out what's going on, we can help you with that. So we're going anywhere from how to start a nonprofit, how to pick your your board members, what to do, what not to do, the legalities of it, nonprofit and taxes, how to file taxes, how mm-hmm. to um, how to fundraise, effectively fundraise different types of fundraising, networking, how to network, you know, what what areas to network, how to find a grant writer, how to write a grant. So I mean you're talking A through Z on nonprofit. And so it's within the last year, year and a half, like our breakthrough Nashville has really evolved into more of a just a a resource and the connections that we have together is connecting all these nonprofit leaders to each other so we can come together we got a private facebook page where uh, we communicate different drops and all the information on that plus Mm -hmm. breakthrough nashville on facebook uh we try to put all the drops there throughout the throughout the state so it's uh just become a phenomenal phenomenon um and then also uh getting ready to launch uh, a podcast. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a podcast called breakthrough, the breakthrough podcast. And we're going to be just interviewing nonprofit leaders from across the state, pastors and community leaders that, uh, are doing some amazing things right now. Yeah. And it's just connecting with them. I'm seeing this whole new world that, that I'm in and I'm seeing all these different people that are doing such amazing things in their own community. But now through this program, we're able to shine a brighter light on what they're doing and just amazing, um, just, um, just what they're doing with, with the, with their community. And it helps other nonprofits see what works. It helps them form best practices. This works. And like you said, this doesn't, Mm -hmm. here's what to do. Here's what not to do because you've learned by doing things and making mistakes. Exactly. Like, okay, we need to not do that. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You need to learn from our mistakes. We'll learn from yours. And we'll mm-hmm. learn from each other's successes. I think that's fab- fabulous. Yeah. That is a gift that you've always had, Joshua. Joshua Rosales of Breakthrough Nashville of connecting people. Connecting people, and that and that is so true. And I've come to understand and know that that you know my power is to connect. Mm-hmm. And uh, so whether it's at the bank or in nonprofit work or wherever, it's just connecting people together and helping them. Mm-hmm. So. What is the USDA and why are they distributing food? What's going on with that? So people so, know when we mention that. So the USDA is the arm of, I guess, one department of the government for agriculture, mm-hmm. farming, whatnot. 
with everything that was going on with tariffs and with the farmers and the shortage of, of food or, or, or the farmers not being able to sell because of different things happening, uh, there was a program in place, put in place by the previous administration called the Farmers to Family Food Box Program. So the government was like, we will pay the farmers to continue to grow their food and then they can, in essence, sell to the government. The government will open it up for bids so all these produce companies can bid on the farmer's produce, get the best bid, and these produce companies can box up the produce and then work with trucking companies to, to send these boxes throughout every community or try to, they want to reach every community in the United States. And then we can feed as many people as we can with the government paying. So, I mean, we think of the stimulus checks that we're getting, you know, or we're thinking of other things that the government has been providing. Well, this is another service that the government is providing at no cost. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times from what I'm, you know, from what I'm seeing is that the, the produce is a lot better than what somebody would get at a local food pantry or from uh, just wherever they would go to get food. And and so this USDA program has really been a, a gift for people that are, that are struggling living mm-hmm. paycheck to paycheck. And uh, so it's, you know, the government stepping in and, and providing some relief, not just with checks, but with food as well. Yeah. I am noticing that when I have people in from other nonprofits, I'm finding a lot more collaborative efforts. I'm finding a lot more of them going, well, we don't really deal with that part of the the person's problem. They're, they're experiencing homelessness, so they come in and we do this, but we really don't deal with that part of it. I'm finding that nonprofits are working together more, which has always been something I thought, well, why don't we work together? Because this group does this, and this is what you, so your people need, as mm-hmm. well as what you offer. And I'm finding that there is more collaboration with the nonprofits. Are you seeing that not only in your world, but just overall? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see that. I know that there is still some instances where nonprofits don't work together, but mm-hmm. for the most part, what I'm seeing is that there are a lot of nonprofits. The majority of nonprofits are working together, and that's one of the benefits of just, I think, networking as, as yeah. a whole yeah. is, is you know, going on Facebook or going on social media and finding out what nonprofits are in your area, and then you as a nonprofit leader, community or faith-based leader, taking that proactive step to find out who they are and to meet them and find out what resources they have, what services they have. And that's what I've, that's what I've done is been very proactive, not just meeting them or knowing, you know, who they are and helping, but I want to find out what resources they provide, what services they provide, and then really matching up those services. And so actually right now we, we have an app that is being created uh, free of charge. Uh, we have a college student, one of our uh, advisory board members, uh, his son is putting it together. And that's going to have a list of all the nonprofits that we've been in contact with, their, what they specialize in, their services, resources, where people can go onto the app and connect no matter where they are in the state. So it's, uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Anna Marie. A lot of nonprofits are working together. And there's no, there's, and the crazy thing is that these nonprofits are willing to share, mm-hmm. but it's like they're only like, say, in Sumner County or they're only in um, Robertson County or they're only in certain counties. And, and it's like now that we've had this uh, amazing program, I'm able to connect the dots across the state and bring all these nonprofits together and make a list and also create these Zoom meetings where people yeah. on East Tennessee would never meet people from West Tennessee. True. 
true. That's yeah. one of the things that has come out of the past year is that we've gotten in a way more connected mm-hmm. and yes. more connected with people who we would never meet in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's, is so true. So what do you see? What's what's next for Breakthrough Nashville? We're dipping our toes into the grant space or grant water. Finally got connected to a, a, an amazing small grant writer. Uh, she's incredible. Her name's Allison and she does a lot of public speaking mm-hmm. and, you know. Allison Platzmeyer? Yes. I know her. Yes, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's incredible. And so um, so she's working with us. And after, you know, maybe like a year and a half of just getting, you know, no, 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 you're too small. You don't fit in our spectrum. Finally, I was like, man, Allison is, is decided, you know, she wants to work with us. And we're su- super excited about that. And so, you know, I'm, you know, I want to have her as a resource to be able to talk to a lot of these other small nonprofits that uh, are doing such amazing work. But, you know, for Breakthrough Nashville, you know, I think that the next couple of years, you know, we're starting an ESL program now. Uh, English is a second language. English is a second language. My my wife is getting ready to start that on um, on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she already has like 15 or 20 people that are signed up. So we're going to start that. Uh, we're also starting these workshops every month. So, you know, even after these, after this program ends, we'll still continue to have the workshops and we have these contacts that we don't want to lose. Yeah. And so really kind of set ourselves as a, a resource and grow it. Like we want to grow the, the, you know, breakthrough Nashville and really just continue to be a resource and connect to all these different nonprofits and, it's really cool because now like on our, on our social media pages, I'm getting likes from like the center of nonprofit cause I'm tagging them like every five minutes. And then the uh, United way is starting to like uh, uh, some of our posts. And so we're starting to get, you know, recognized, but just to be that, you know, breakthrough Nashville, we have that the name when someone says breakthrough Nashville, that people know that we are here for the community. You yes. know, every dollar that, you know, we get, you know, we want to put it back into resources uh, so it's just continuing to to grow and help the community, and then we'll we'll just see you know where where it goes, whether it's tutoring young people or uh, providing the ESL classes, still working with the food program, taking young people to you know Cuba and Honduras for missions trips, uh, mentorship programs. We just want to continue to to be there to support parents and young people and whatever we can do, and and work with other nonprofits to help them to get up to to wherever they want to be, help them get to where they need to be and not be selfish with our resources, our contacts, but give. There's a, if, if it's called Fort Care. I don't know if you've ever heard of Fort Care. Um, Fort Care? Fort Care. No. So Ron and his wife, they're up there in Fort Campbell and, and they serve the military families. Uh, they, they do such an incredible job. I was talking to him, um, the, the soldiers that are coming back from deployment, like we send, a, we send trucks there and the soldiers come back and, and they're, they're met with these food boxes, you know, for their family. And, and Ron and his wife are doing such an amazing job up there. And also like, you know, it's just these small nonprofit leaders that come to mind, you know, Dwight and Latanya, you know, they're with I'm Invisible and their whole thing is um, anti-bullying. And oh, wow. so they, so it's just a lot of these, uh, a lot of the, you know, I got, you know, Caitlin in Cookville, Cookville strong, you know, they, and, you know, Sherry out in, um, Morristown, uh, Sneedville, I, you know, I think they were hit with the flood and, you know, she's doing all she can to help, um, support them. And 
So as we grow um, as Breakthrough Nashville, we want to help others grow with us and really just help connect so all the resources that we have and information we have to them. And that's where these workshops are really important because we can we can we put the date out there, we put the flyer out there and say, if you're interested, this is we can come together on a Zoom call and we can have a special speaker or someone a special someone that has a specialty in this field to come on and talk to us. And then we can connect via social media, Zoom, yeah. phone call and really just grow stronger nonprofits across the board because, I mean, they don't know what they don't know. So if we yeah. can help them, give them the knowledge and help them get to where they want to be, then it'll Tennessee will be the better for it because it'll be more well-rounded and we have more connection, mm-hmm. like you said, and support system. And I think that's what it comes down to is a support system. Yes, because bottom line, nonprofits are there to help people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if they have a weakness in their fundraising, for example, they just mm-hmm. don't know how to do it, don't know how to do grants or whatever, then they're, they get focused on that more than being able to help people in the community, which is their ultimate goal. So that you help shore them up where they have the weak spots. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's having a nonprofit is like having your own business. You know, a lot of people, they really focus on the grants and the grants take anywhere from six months to a year. And, and that's what I'm finding now, but it's like, how does a business or how does a nonprofit have different streams of revenue coming in? So right. it's like, how do you get different streams of revenue? Like, what do you, what do you do? And so those are some of the things that, you know, breakthrough Nashville itself is, is, is really going through is creating different streams of revenue and how do we how do we bring in more money uh how do we you know fundraise how do we get our board to have the same vision uh as 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 what i have and how do we cast that vision and how do we take action on the vision how do we hold ourselves accountable how do we really make an impact on the community um when it comes to that and so it's um i'm just super excited i mean this is a great time it's it's a it's a hard time but it's a it's a great time right now for nonprofits. I was reading on online last night that nonprofits have grown forty percent more than for profit businesses, and it's just a phenomenon that we have like one point five or one point seven million nonprofits in the United States, and you only hear of a few of the larger ones. Sure. And it's like uh, you know how do we cultivate and develop these nonprofits to really Maybe it's not the government that is is taking the lead in this, but it's the nonprofits and that are taking the lead in these social issues and social uh, 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 social issues that you know people need help with. Nonprofits can take the lead mm-hmm. and uh, and help out with that as well. How have nonprofits managed to grow more? Because there's been more of a need, and then people are feeding into that more. How how does that? There's a lot of people that just have passion and they're helping. They're just helping people. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, they they either someone tells them, hey, won't you just start a nonprofit or they they just start a nonprofit. And it's it's just you can I I could really tell that there's just so many people out there that are wanting to help and are helping and are making an impact. And hopefully down the road, we never we never get to the point where, you know, our nonprofit status gets taken away or. We, we fight for that because it's uh, it's just a lot of good, a lot of people that are doing great things mm-hmm. that are creating these nonprofits here yeah. in the U.S. And I've noticed that even uh, during the pandemic, there were some musicians. One was a, a, a couple, a lady who was a musician and a guy who was a like a road manager or something. I probably said that title wrong, sir. Hope not. 
But so they started a business. They started baking cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. And they were so popular, they ended up starting a business. And then they started giving that money to, they formed a nonprofit and they were giving it to uh, people like their, they were employing their former bandmates and crew. They were employing them, but then they were also giving it back to a group that helped musicians. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people were finding that through their struggles, then when they finally managed to come out on top, they decided to reach back and help other people. Exactly. And I think a lot of that probably happened during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think the pandemic has, first of all, you know, it's changed the way business is done. Uh, it's changed the way people shop. Uh, it's changed the way people do their banking. It's changed the way that people just their lifestyle in general has changed. Um, and I think that it's really magnified the work that nonprofits are doing uh, mm. during this time. And it's really been a great not that it's, you know, a, it's, it's a been, like I said, it's been a difficult time for everyone and, and having to wear masks and everything and having to, you know, social distance and, mm-hmm. but it's been a great, it's been a great time because nonprofits have really taken a, a front seat and have taken, have really stepped up to help their neighbors and help the community. And, mm-hmm. and you just, I see it from, from one side of t- the, the state to the other side of the state. It's, I get phone calls. I was telling my daughter the other, I actually, yesterday I was picking her up from training and I was telling her that, you know, I got to empty my voicemail every other day because it just gets full. Like it gets full. Like I get phone calls and emails and text messages from people all across the state are wanting to set up uh, uh, food box locations and have trucks come in. And this has been phenomenal. Just the amount of, 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 social media just requests and it's just been an incredible time to network and get to know people and and bringing everybody together and so um so when you get a request are you able to fulfill that what what do you do so when i when i get a request you know i first of all have to see you know what what we're currently doing if we have the capacity you know i don't want to we don't want to promise something that we can't deliver on so what i do is i you know i i let them know that may not be able to do it weekly. Maybe we could do it monthly. Mm-hmm. And then what, what is the best day for them? Or maybe give me a couple of days that work for them. Maybe it's not a Saturday. Maybe it's a Thursday and a Wednesday or, or mm-hmm. a, um, a Friday and a Monday. And then continue just to, to work them in and get them at least one truck a month and, and spread it out as, as much as I can. So as of right now, you know, I've been doing a pretty great job of making sure that everybody is touched. Um, but then there's some that... I'm not able to partner with them either. I mean, you got to understand like these trucks, it's a semi truck. They have like 25 pallets. Each pallet has 54 boxes on it. Each box is weighs like 32 pounds. Each pallet weighs 1800 pounds. You're talking about probably like uh, 40 tons of food on this semi truck. And so, you know, these semi trucks will sit there for, um, you know, maximum of maybe two and a half to three hours. And, all the boxes have to be dis- distributed. And so you, we really want these nonprofits or churches to have a forklift and be able to, to unload these trucks. Yeah. And some locations just don't have either the volunteers the truck will show up and they have four volunteers. I'm like, how's four volunteers oh. going to unload 25 pallets of, of boxes. Yeah. And then the truck driver gets there in the morning, doesn't leave till eight o'clock at night. Oh. And it's just like, so it's, you know, I have to ask these questions to make sure they can either partner with another church or someone that has right. a forklift. They can come together 
if they don't have them, then how many volunteers are you going to have? Um, because I was thinking back in the day when Breakthrough Nashville and uh, Iglesia Cristiana de Supelosa Cristo had had the truck and we had about 20, 30 volunteers. And it, it took us maybe like two and a half, three hours to unload that truck by hand. But we had the volunteers. Yes. We had the people to do it. And so, you know, it's, um, you know, if, if I'm unable to to bring a truck to their community, you know, I still want to keep in touch with them because down the road they may be able to get a forklift yes. or a lot of volunteers. And you give them something to shoot for so they know how they can help their community. Exactly. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie and this is Focus. We're talking with Joshua Rosales of Breakthrough Nashville, the founder of Breakthrough Nashville. You and my mother-in-law, your- Justina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, my mother-in-law is just in one incredible person. She does. She has a, a heart for missions, a heart for the community. And, you know, we, we work a lot with uh, the Hispanic community in Nashville. Um, A lot of uh, uh, immigrants that are, that are coming to the United States and different, in different facets that we're working with them. She's just incredible. Mm -hmm. Just her passion and her work ethic and her commitment to um, especially children, make sure that they, they, they have food and making sure that uh, the families are getting assimilated and, yeah, simulated. Yeah. So we have the ESL classes that, you know, we're starting uh, English as a second language. So, you know, she has a passion. She does a lot of the, the, the groundwork. I do a lot of the logistics. And mm-hmm. so we work, we work so well together. Uh, well, on, clearly. Yeah. A lot of projects. So Breakthrough Nashville has to be one of the biggest success stories I've seen in the past year. It's just amazing. I'm so yeah. happy for you and, and happy for the community to have you. It's been times, Anna, you know, Murray, that I've I've told you know <laughs> some people. I just want to throw in the towel, like oh, no. I mean, I'm serious. I know, like I'm serious, and that's like in the goes for business. You know, as a, as a small business owner, it's like you don't a lot of like I forgot. It's the percentage rate is high. Like within the first two three years, they're they're out of business. Yeah. it's just because they there's just you're 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 working. Like I get up at five in the morning. I don't go to bed till twelve or one in the morning. You yeah. know, and it's just like constantly just working, working, working. And at times you don't see the fruit, you don't see the growth, you don't see it. And it's just like, you gotta, you gotta continue to think in your mind that it's, you know, it's like, I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to lose 10 pounds overnight. You know, I'm, if, if I don't, if I don't consistently get on a diet, if I'm not consistently doing something right. then I'm not, I'm going to be at the same place. So it's in my mind, it's, it's like, we have to continue to work through this because if we don't, we're not just letting ourselves down, but a lot of other people down that we're serving. And so you got to have a mindset of just a, uh, just a commitment and drive and uh, just keep going, just to keep going because down the road, you will see the results. It was uh, the, the Bible says, don't be weary and well-doing for yes. in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. And it's so true. It's like, and that's in anything, you know, give uh, losers, uh, quitters never win. And winners never quit. Yes. And so, you know, a lot of times we quit, right? when it's getting ready to break and a lot of times we throw in the towel right right when it's getting ready to to happen and you're getting ready to have this just breakthrough in your organization or in your job or in your your business and a lot of times we just give up because we didn't want to go the extra mile because it's um you know we just convinced ourselves and everything is a battle of the mind right Mm -hmm. if we give up in the mind we're we're done yes any final thoughts uh, continue to go, you know, go to our Facebook page, Breakthrough Nashville, B-R-E-A-K hyphen T-H-R-U Nashville. Uh, like our page, uh, support us. 
either financially or just volunteer, uh, continue to be a resource for us, Anna Marie, which you have been, Mix 92.9, and, and what you're doing for the community as well. And like our page, social media, volunteer with us. We're always open uh, for you to come out and volunteer and just, you know, be a support. Let us, let us, let's network. Good. Joshua Rosales with Breakthrough Nashville. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll post the links and all the information on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.